One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Well, what's going on down there in Canberra is just unbelievable at the moment. Uh, I obviously uh, tipped them to make the grand final this season. I had very high hopes for the Canberra Raiders, and it has really shocked me how it has unfolded so far. Now, there were a couple of couple of speed bumps surrounding this side over the last 12 months or so, and they're more obvious in hindsight. Um, and I'm not saying the Canberra Raiders have fallen apart. Personally, I think they will find it at the back end of the season, but... What we're seeing right now is really worrying. And I think one thing that potentially could be having an effect on this side is the combination between Josh Hodgson and Tommy Starling. Uh, I talked about this a lot in the preseason. Josh Hodgson, he's always been the man for the Canberra Raiders. The Canberra Raiders, they struggle without Josh Hodgson. They've always needed him. Uh, he got injured last year. We said the Canberra Raiders season is over. They cannot, they cannot achieve anything without Josh Hodgson wearing the nine. Tom Starling came in. He did an unbelievable job, and it sort of sort of flipped the narrative a little bit. Uh, now, obviously, to help Tom Starling, uh, the game completely changed. The game moved towards Tom Starling. Josh Hodgson is a good running nine. He's not a great running nine for me. Tom Starling is a great running nine. So the game did move towards Tom Starling, which is completely out of the hands of Josh Hodgson, who has been brilliant footballer for a very long time. No doubt about it. He has been a brilliant footballer this season when he's been on the field. Uh, They probably looked better when it was just Hodgson. There was no Starling. But I think Starling is too much of a good footballer, and you saw that on the weekend, to not have in this footy side. I think the game, the modern game is too suited to this guy not to have him in the team. Um, And they have to find a way to make this work. Now, Josh Hodgson is out for a number of weeks. I have no doubt that Tom Starling is going to really impress over the next few weeks. And I don't know Josh Hodgson. I don't know him from a bar of soap. But he seems to be a very alpha character. He seems to want to be the guy with the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. And that is a compliment to Josh Hodgson. But it's those sort of characters that want the ball when they have to share their role. At times, it can be troubling. Now, it, we've got a very similar situation down at the Melbourne Storm right now with Harry Grant, Brandon Smith, and the way that that system is dealing with it, from the outside looking in, it is brilliant. It's fantastic. These two fellas, as much as they both want to be the best hooker in the world, they also want the Melbourne Storm to be the best team in the world. I look at the Canberra Raiders. I'm not as convinced that the relationship is the same down there, and I know that's controversial. I know I'm not within those four walls. I understand that. 
But me, I don't think Josh Hodgson is this sort of character. I really don't. Uh, I think he's a fantastic leader. I think he's a fantastic footballer, no doubt about it. He's probably still a top five or six hooker in our game, even though the game's moved away from him, even though he's coming off an ACL injury. But I just, I'm not sure if this combination is working. And as I said, he's going to be out for a number of weeks, which is very interesting timing. Uh, I'm... I just think it's going to be intriguing to watch over the the next few weeks. And then when he does get back, I think Tom Starling will improve, will impress over the next few weeks. When he gets back, I don't know how they're going to work it. Because for me, you know, we all talk about, oh, ball playing lock, just put Hodgson at 13, it'll all click. The Canberra Raiders aren't that sort of a footy team. They are not, they're a very unorthodox side the way they play their footy. They are not overly structured. They don't play to the normal strategy that a lot of other teams do. And this is something I've talked about a lot. I've never once bagged the Canberra Raiders for having, for having Joey Tapanay in at 13. Normally, I like to have a ball player. Joey Tapanay isn't that, but understand that the Canberra Raiders, they play a different style of footy to most other sides. The ball playing 13 isn't a role that they need in their footy side, in my opinion. They play a high power game through the center third. They've got running halves and a running hooker. They don't really need that ball playing 13 for me. They've got forwards that can jump in and play that role, but they don't need someone there to do that the entire time, if you know what I mean. They're able to play their best footy when you just get on the front foot and you give Jack White and George Williams early ball. And I think that when you put Josh Hodgson into 13, there's too many Chiefs on the field, yeah? There's too many guys that want to have their hands on the ball in crucial moments. And I think it takes away from Jack Whiten, a Dalian medalist, a Clive Churchill medalist, and George Williams, who for me is probably a top five or six halfback in this league. I'm a huge fan of George Williams. I think he's playing well this year without being great. But it worries me when Josh Hodgson does return to this side, what they're going to do. For me, have them both in the team. I think Josh Hodgson, he plays the opening 30-odd minutes. Then you bring Tommy Starling on through the middle during the game and you take Hodgson off the field. I don't think they can both be on the field at the same time. You might want to do it. You play Hodgson for the first 55, 60. Then you put Tom Starling on. But regardless of how you do it, I don't think these two blokes can be on the field at the same time. As soon as you take Hodgson out of hooker, you put him in lock. For me, in the nicest possible way, he gets in the way of the halves, yeah? He slows down their play. They're getting it in different shape to what they usually are. I think they just need to stick to what they do best, the Canberraiders, and that is powering through the centre third and then getting early ball to their halves and letting them play eyes up footy. I think Jack Whiten... As much as the Canberra Raiders aren't doing well, I think Jack Whiten's playing really well. His kicking game has been a little bit hit and miss, but it's always been a little bit hit and miss. There was a number of things I saw on the weekend that I was really impressed with. I think his pass selection has improved a lot this season. The Can- as I said, the Canberra Raiders aren't doing as well as what they were last year or the year before. But I think Jack Whiten is still playing very good football. I think Jack Whiten, as an individual, is putting on a really good push to play 5-8 for the Blues. I think he really is. Obviously, Jerome Luai... He's probably doing better, but his team's also winning. His team's on a roll. Jack White, he's in a team that's in a bit of a rut, yeah? I think Whiten's doing well. I love what George Williams is doing at the moment. I think over the next few weeks, you will see them improve. But as I said, their power game through the middle is what the Canberra Raiders are built on. And right now, I, I don't know how to put it, but it almost looks like Ricky Stewart has kind of lost his forward pack to some extent. He's not getting the absolute best out of guys that he used to. And look... This Canberra Raiders side, they've been through a lot over the last two years. Yeah, they have been through a lot. You obviously had 
2009, and they went all the way to the grand final. Absolutely heartbreaking. They came back in 2020. They had a new halfback. They, they were one of the teams that was heavily affected by COVID. Their preseason was completely in shambles. They had the fires down the south coast. They had to move their camp away from there. There was just utter chaos there the entire time. Um, the 2020 season was really good for them. Um, I think they finished in, in the final four, whatever it was, but really ran out of gas at the back end. They lost a number of players too, which, as I've said, all offseason has really helped with their depth. But what it meant also is that we then got to Origin and you had a number of guys that went to play Origin, more than what they probably expected. It turned out to be a really long season. It was already a shortened preseason for you guys like Josh Papali, Junimus Louie, Jack Whiten, these sort of fellas that went there. They also lost Nick Kotrick. Now, Nick Kotrick, I, I, like, I, I don't think outside backs that return a ball like he does, that break tackles like he does have ever been more important. I definitely think they're missing him. And I think that it's not so much that Nick Kotrick is a huge damaging loss. It's the fact that the guys that are replacing Nick Kotrick, they just aren't up to that standard at the moment. Uh, Bailey Simonson has been very disappointing for me. Jordan Rapana is still an unbelievably good footballer, but I don't think he's the same man he was three or four years ago. Jared Croker, I mean, in the nicest way possible. I spoke about this the other day. He just looks a little bit shot to me. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but like I think these young guys coming through, Sebastian Chris, he looks like a really good footballer to me. I've always been a fan of him. Matt Tomoko, I've always been a huge fan of him. He's 18th man this week. It's looking like a bit of a weird moment for the Canberra Raiders at the moment. You've got the older guys that seem to be struggling a little bit. You've got your Josh Hodgson. Um, he seems to be struggling with... His role that is changing at the Canberra Raiders, he's injured now, though. you got Jared Croker. I mean, I think he's been the most disappointing back in Canberra to kick off this season. Uh, you got Sia Soliola. He's already been dropped. He's starting to fall behind the pack a little bit. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces here and a lot of young guys that are knocking down the door. Um, Hudson Young, I mean, he played 20 minutes on the weekend. I, I don't know what that was about. I, I don't understand what Ricky Stewart is doing with his bench at the moment. I feel like... Ricky Stewart's trying to outthink the room. Yeah, I just think he needs to stick to what he's done the last few years. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. I don't understand what Ricky's doing. Maybe he's trying to give certain guys a rest. Maybe he's trying to send a wake-up call to certain guys. I'm not sure what it is, but I think this team has achieved enough and shown enough over the last few seasons that you can trust them to just stick to a basic structure and a basic plan and they will do a job for you. At the moment, they're missing their fullback as well, Charles Nickel Clockstad. Um, it's a loss. Caleb Aikens is a really solid footballer. Uh, I think the difference between Nickel Clockstad and Caleb Aikens is a lot closer than a lot of other teams losing their fullback. So I don't put a huge emphasis on losing him. He is a fantastic player. Do not get me wrong. But it's not like you're using you're losing a Tedesco. It's not like you're losing a Tom Trebojevic, yeah. So I don't put a heap of emphasis on that. Will they improve when Charles returns? Yes, without a doubt. But I don't think that's where their problems lie. It's in the forward back. And Ricky, he doesn't seem to be getting the very best out of these guys. And this week, we've seen that he's rested Josh Papali, which, I, I, honestly, I don't hate it. Rested, dropped, call, call it whatever the hell you want. Whatever helps you sleep at night, call it what you want. You've got to remember this guy, he's had the last two or three seasons have been massive for him. And he has peaked at the right time 
in each of those seasons when we get to finals footy. We've seen him score unbelievable tries in finals footy to win the game for his side. He's ran over Damian Cook last year or the year before, whenever it was. He's come up with these big plays in big moments when he is absolutely exhausted and there is nothing left in the tank. He then went to Origin last year and did the exact same thing. He was unbelievable in that series as well. This guy... He must be absolutely gassed. He is not young anymore either. Yeah, he is a young, he is an old, aging body, an older head, and all of this is going to take its toll. And this is why Ricky over the years has tried to give this guy little breaks, tried to give him limited minutes here and there. But there is no doubt about it that it is going to take a toll on Joshua Parley's body. And the advantage that Ricky Stewart has... No doubt Josh Papali is his best forward, but my God, he's got another eight or nine other forwards there that aren't at Josh Papali's level, but they are without a doubt at first grade level. I thought Emre Gula, he was unreal the other day. He's a guy that we haven't seen the best out of so far in his career. You've got Corey Horsburgh coming back. That injury last year stopped him from playing Origin, in my opinion, last season. You've got Hudson Young, as I said, he played 20 minutes on the moment, uh, on the weekend. He's a guy that... If Freddie picked him for State of Origin this year, I'd go, okay, yep, cool. I know he'll do a job. I know he'll be fine. you got Harrow Nero who's coming in after playing limited minutes for the last 18 months or so after his troubles last year. He also started the season on a bad foot, him and Horsburgh, which is another thing that potentially, as I look in the rearview mirror, you look around and say, hey, geez, what was going on there sort of thing. As I've said a number of times on this podcast, if there's one thing that I just cannot cop players getting in trouble for it is drink driving it's just the stupidest thing you could possibly get done for you literally have a car in your goddamn pocket you press six buttons and a car will be at your door within 15 minutes like how on earth are we still messing this up how on earth are we messing it up and with all due respect to these guys mate i don't drink drive home because i've got uber the money I'm on is a probably a tenth of what these guys are on each season. If I can afford it, these blokes can. There is no reason for anyone, let alone NRL players on massive contracts, to be drink driving anymore. I do not... Like, There's obviously never been a reason to drink drive, but right now in the modern world, my God, how stupid can you get? And I think this would have pissed Ricky Stewart off beyond belief. And I, and I, you know, I think it showed that he did. He didn't play these guys for the first few weeks. They've now come back. They've been given an opportunity, but... Forgive Harrow and Ira 80 minutes on the edge the other night and bench Hudson Young. I just don't understand what is going on here, and it worries me. But potentially, Ricky Stewart is losing another change room. Now, I hope I'm wrong, because I've got so much time for Ricky. I think he's done fantastic things in Canberra, and I think it would be an absolute travesty if Ricky Stewart has to leave the nation's capital without a premiership as a coach, because he deserves one there. He has been unreal. But this week, we've obviously seen him rest Josh Papali, as I said. Off the back of that, Josh Papali's wife, she's jumped on Instagram, uh, unloaded a pretty seething attack on the Cambraders. It was a picture of Ricky Stewart, though, saying um, that we need the old Josh Papali back. And look, I understand you want to defend your partner, you want to do this, you want to do that. But I'm not sure if social media is the place to do it. I really don't think it's the place to do it on. Um, now, all Ricky Stewart's done is challenge Josh Papali to find the old Josh Papali, which I think is what we all want. We're not seeing the true Josh Papali right now. And for me, it is a lot of noise to come out of this team 
when you've got partners posting on social media and then backtracking, deleting it. Like, it's just, it is just not a good look. It is obvious that Josh Papali's gone, nah, nah, that's not for me. Please take that down. And then instead of just taking down and leaving it, she's sort of double downed on what's going on here. So there is obviously a lot of tension going on within this system. And let's be honest here. If Josh Papali's wife has an issue... I have no doubt that there's probably other wives that have issues there. There's probably other people in the system that might have issues. And it seems to be, you know, her, her, her direct comments were in response to a Ricky Stewart quote. Your star player and his family is calling out the coach, social media, deleting it because it's too far, but then sort of double downing on it, not really apologizing, just taking it down out of respect. Husband, not out of respect for the club, the coach, what he's achieved over the last few years, it just, it is not a good look right now. The optics out of the Canberra Raiders are not fantastic. And look, Josh Hodgson, sorry, Josh Papali, he is their best forward by a country mile. He will come back from this. We will see the old Josh Papali. I, I believe that. I believe that this happens to all players throughout their career. They get dropped at some point. The coach wants more out of them. They get the shits for a couple of days. They deal with it. They train harder. They come back. Josh Papali might just need this break to get a refresher. Do you know, like, what he's done over the last two years has been unbelievable. He has put his body through so much. It has to be the equivalent of about 50 car accidents what he's put his body through. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't, I just don't understand the response to it. And once again, I'm not with inside these four walls. I don't understand what's going on day to day. I don't know how many injuries Josh Rapali is playing through or whatever. But reality is this is first grade football. Everyone is playing injured. And I know that's easy for me to say sitting in my lounge room, not going out and putting my body through it each and every week. I understand that 100%. But I mean, if you're not playing injured, you're probably not playing in the NRL. That is the reality of this situation. Now, Ricky Stewart, oh, I understand why he's done this with Josh Papali. And as I said, he's got the luxury of having a heap of other guys in this team that he can replace him with. I, I, I just, I don't like the optics that are coming out of it. I don't like the way that Josh Papali's family have responded. I don't think it's the way to handle this situation. I love that they wear their heart on their sleeve. I love that. But there's ways to go about this. And I don't think they've handled this overly well. And potentially it's saying something about the control that Ricky Stewart has at the moment over this side. They're obviously at the moment not responding to what he's putting out there. This is a team that is really under pressure. Playing the Cowboys last week, they're up, what, 24-6 at halftime. Now, Ricky has been in these situations before where his team shits the bed. And off the back of how much pressure they've been under the last few weeks, I have no doubt that Ricky Stewart would have been very stern at halftime there. He would have delivered a good message saying, hey, cannot shit the bed here. Need to win this game. Do not let them back into this contest. They had a couple of controversial calls go against them. I understand that. Shit happens. Deal with it. Be better. Deal with it. At 24-6, you should not be letting the North Queensland Cowboys 
back into a contest like that. And look, a guy that I know probably wouldn't have let this happen is a man that's walked out of the building. And this is a guy that I spoke about for the last two years being a real culture changer. It is Johnny Bateman. Now, I spoke about him early in the year, early two years ago in the preseason, essentially, with Brett White, talking about the impact this guy has had on the team. And, you know, he essentially said it was Ben Kennedy-like. It was Sonny Bill Williams-like. He's one of these characters. He is a culture changer. He sets the tone for the entire team, for the locker room. He has got that larrikin side about him. But fuck me, once he crosses that line, there is no mercy. Some of the things we saw him do on the field, sometimes he pushed the boundaries. But he pushed the boundaries to get his team on the front foot to assert dominance over other footy teams. Now, this guy has left the building. And a lot of people told me, oh, I think you overplayed it a little bit with Johnny Bateman. He wasn't there half of last season. They still did well, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, he's left the building. They've played seven games this year. They've been... Far from impressive. So, so far from impressive, it's not even funny. I think we can start to see the value that Johnny that Johnny Bateman was bringing to this side. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And look, coming eighth at the moment, yeah? Considering how poorly they've started, they're coming eighth. Yeah, so it's not a complete and utter train wreck. Rugby league we're seeing out of Canberra is nowhere near the level that we know they can play and we know they should be playing. The optics right now in Canberra, they are not fantastic. Ricky Stewart, this is going to be a massive test in his coaching career. I can't wait to watch it unfold over the next few weeks. I think there's a lot of pressure on this side. They've been under pressure before. They have responded, but last week really did worry me. Now, Thursday night... They play the South Sydney Rabbitohs, another top-shelf side. This is going to be a massive game for the Canberra Raiders. It is down in Canberra. They are going to get the hype behind them of the Viking Club. They are going to be G'd up. They're going into this without Joshua Parley. And as I mentioned earlier, against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the guy that has quite often stood up against them has been Joshua Parley. So there is a lot of pressure on the rest of this squad. This South Sydney team, they become very hard to mark up against because you've got Benji Marshall, who's now playing on the left side. Now... Over the last few years, all the tape we have of Benji Marshall tends to be him on the right edge playing for the West Tigers. We haven't seen much of him on the left side. We've seen him over the last few weeks for South Sydney. We saw him last week, absolutely carved them up. The defense was not fantastic, though. So Benji, all of a sudden, he's the guy you've got to mark. You don't have a heap of tape on him. Makes it difficult. You then got Cody Walker playing a different position. We have very, very little tape on of Cody Walker playing fullback. Another huge challenge for Ricky Stewart and Brett White and the boys down there because you're going into this not blind, but a little bit more blinder than what you usually are. So it's going to be a big test for them. The way their forwards are going at the moment, the South Sydney pack, if they get on the front foot, you've got Damien Cook who will be ready to take off. And I have no doubt Wayne Bennett and Damien Cook, they will be licking their lips at how the Raiders forward pack has gone over the last few weeks. They know that they are down and beaten at the moment. They know that Joshua Parley's not going to be there. There are new faces in there at the moment. This is a big opportunity for Wayne Bennett and Damien Cook, and I have no doubt they are going to play through the centre third. I have no doubt Adam Reynolds is going to kick them into corners all day, and I have no doubt that you're going to see Benji Marshall and Cody Walker 
throw some fantastic shape at this Canberra Raiders side, throw some unbelievable natural footy at them. It is going to be a massive test for them. Over the next few weeks, they play the Newcastle Knights, they play the Canterbury Bulldogs, then they play the Melbourne Storm once again in Canberra. Their next two games in Canberra, you play the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Melbourne Storm. Two massive tests. You've got the Knights and the Bulldogs in between. Two games that I would hope they would win, but they're also doing a lot of travelling. They go to Wagga, then they go to Brisbane, then they return down to Canberra, then they go to the Central Coast again. So they've got some trips in them over the next few weeks. And of their next five games, they play the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Melbourne Storm, and the Sydney Roosters leading into the origin break round 13. It is going to be a massive few weeks for this side. I am very excited to see how they respond. For me, there are better teams right now, but I don't think there is a more interesting team than the Canberra Raiders in the NRL right now. There are so many little stories to watch here. There are so many talented players in this side that are fighting for opportunities, especially in their forward pack. There are so many talented players in their back line, including their halves, who I think really need to stand up. Jack Whiten, he's got a couple of weeks to show Brad Fittler, hey, I should be your six. And for me, I think it starts with Jack Whiten. I think Ricky Stewart will be well aware of that. He needs to get his 5'8", playing his absolute best footy he can. When Whiten's playing his best footy is when their forwards are winning the ruck, though. It comes back to his pack. And Ricky Stewart, he needs to get more out of his forward pack this week against South Sydney and over the next few weeks leading into their bye. A huge test for Ricky Stewart. A huge test for the Canberra Raiders. Right now, the optics are not great, but I'm not ruling them out. I still think this team has a lot to offer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 